Hello, welcome to Moving Iron Podcast, uh, Monday edition here, our live Periscope, and today we have the usual suspects. We've got uh, Kirk Hens from Bam Weather and Chip Nellinger will be up here in just a little bit, but also have Aaron Fennell and Regina Nargis as well. So, Kirk, there's a little bit of stormy activity across the pretty much most of the Midwest. Yeah, it was a pretty busy weekend actually, a little bit more of some overperforming rains. Literally almost everybody got rains from, I'd say, Kansas, widespread rains, Nebraska, Iowa, especially Missouri, too. So a lot of people cashing in on some good rain. And it'll be a little bit more of a drier week, though. There will be some mid to late week activity, kind of where it's been across kind of Nebraska, north, eastern Nebraska, northern Iowa, southern Minnesota. But other than that, there's a pretty good drying trend coming over the next couple of weeks. But that being said, we're still going to continue to turn it on that furnace as well. We're on track to what's still the warmest. May on record, which is just still simply incredible from where we came from in April. So I, I really anticipate that warmth continuing into into June as well. We'll just have to keep an eye on kind of those precipitation trends. But I would say, given the weekend rainfall, things are things are sitting pretty good. A lot of people needed that rainfall for many reasons. Right on. So do you just see pretty much just a kind of a warm, pretty much week? Not not a lot of weather activity going on. Yeah, not a whole lot. What's actually going on is kind of that, that area of higher pressure where that ridge is going to kind of just settle over the central United States. So what that does is it creates like sinking air. It creates more stable air aloft. And it just gets really hard for there to be precipitation, which it also means it's going to get really warm. So what happens is a lot of times is that moisture kind of rides over top of that ridge. So that's kind of, you know, you're in Nebraska, northern Iowa, southern Minnesota. But you need to watch out for that area. I know a lot of people are still late in their planting or still kind of struggling along and, and just not getting any good growing degree days so i don't think it's anything to kind of hit the red alarm button yet but it, it is definitely a trend you know we get that area of high pressure for that ridge to just kind of settle there for you know a week two weeks that could be cause for some concern as well so right on what do you see happening down in south america yeah so basically what happened down there is we did get a little bit of rainfall down there across the the, the southeastern brazilian Sabrina second second crop Sabrina area down there um it was a little bit less i i mean i i was kind of in a little bit less camp than what models had so there was some relief however the next two weeks we're turning on the warmth back again and we're definitely drying out so it was extremely temporary uh rains that had fallen so it would they were going on 50 days in a row it was a flash drought down there without a drop of rainfall. So I, I kind of see that trend lingering as we go into June. Right on. Okay, man. Well, Kirk, if they want to get a hold of you and, or maybe see some stuff that you've been doing, what? how would they do that? Absolutely, man. Just head on over to bamwx.com slash contact us. There's a little bit of a form there. and We'd be happy to kind of take your information and, and provide you some forecasts for exactly what your operation provides for sure. I appreciate it. All right, Kirk. Appreciate it, man. And we'll uh, talk to you next week, buddy. Appreciate it, guys. Thank you very much. Thanks, man. Chip. Yes, sir. What's happening? Well, we had uh, an interesting day, Casey. You must have shook them up in Washington last week. That's what I did. I got new credentials, so I got to be able to get in there. Well, man, I I like it. I like it. We uh, finally had some, uh, at least a little bit of certainty on this uh, U.S.-China trade resolution. Treasury Secretary came out uh, sometime, I think, Saturday afternoon said we're putting the trade war on hold and the tariffs on hold. We have most of this stuff agreed upon. Uh, no 100% locked in details yet, but uh, what was interesting was ag products are gonna be uh, a big, big benefit from this new agreement. President Trump this morning about, uh, I don't know, quarter after eight central time, 
tweeting out that uh, U.S. farmers are going to love this. Um, China's going to take so many agricultural products, we will have a hard time producing as much as they need and are going to take. Uh, it was definitely helpful for the bean market. Beans are up 22, 23 cents today. Uh, took some of the uncertainty away. Still need to kind of get this hammered out and find all the details, which there's no time frame on. Uh, we also need to see that China starts taking beans, at the U, uh, U.S. beans at the port again, and that will give the, the bean market a little more of a boost. The wheat market, um, Kurt mentioned earlier, uh, a little bit of rain in some of the dry areas of Kansas. Um, wheat got, got hit a little bit today, down about uh, 10 cents. It drugged corn down. Corn was uh, overnight up three or four cents on this China news. Cor uh, wheat kind of drugged corn lower. But you also were unwinding some spreads where for a week or 10 days, you had a lot of speculative traders uh, buying corn and wheat and selling beans as a spread. Um, they were coming out of that today, which gives you a boost. To, so as they exit that, they're going to be buying beans and selling corn and wheat to exit that spread position. So I think that worked on corn a little bit today. But overall, um, finally, step in the right direction for this Chinese trade issue. It's supposed to uh, include um, a big, big boost for U.S. agricultural pro products, including meat. And so um, the cattle market near limit up today off that news in hopes that uh, China's going to uh, start taking U.S. beef again in a big way. Uh, uh, we'll see. But that was kind of the big news to hear over the weekend and, and trading today. Now, this afternoon, uh, we did have the uh, planning progress reports come out, and we made some big progress. Uh, corn planting increased to uh, 81 percent. That was up 19 percent and basically right on average. Some big, big jumps in uh, those, those wet areas of the northern plains. Iowa uh, improved by 21% in their planting progress. Minnesota up 33%. South Dakota planted 45% of their corn crop in one week. Um, so they, they're not maybe back to average, but they sure made some progress last week. Uh, beans, uh, we improved 14 percentage points. Um, Minnesota jumped uh, from 11% planted on beans to 48%. South Dakota uh, jumped from 4% to 24%. So we kind of caught back up. We're actually above the average pace on beans now. Um, without the China news, that'd probably be a little bit negative to the overnight and trade tomorrow. Uh, but we're still kind of uh, in the, this euphoric stage, getting um, you know a nice bump in beans, waiting. Uh, I, I don't know if that'll be within the next 24 hours. It could be two weeks. It could be two months down the road before we get some additional details of exactly how this uh, U.S.-China trade thing is going to play out uh, specifically to ag. Um, so the fun's just beginning. We'll see what happens. Crops looking pretty good in a lot of areas, a lot of planning progress being made. You would think that's negative, but from a supply side, from the demand side, though, uh, looks like uh, we're going to be cranking, uh, cranking all cylinders on the demand with uh, getting this China thing figured out. Yeah, Friday when I was there, I just went into the boardroom and I said, don't make me raise my voice. You guys get this figured out right now. And that's, I like it. It kind of took off from like there and they kind of get the, got together. You so. need some leadership out there. That's right, man. some extreme leadership. Stay there and fix some. a few other problems we've got. Yeah, well, I tried to, but I ran my credentials. The whole thing with credentials kept running in there. I like it. I like it. All right, man. Well, if guys want to talk more risk management with you, how would they do that? Uh, just get a hold of us here at our office, 309 550 7213. Love to chat with you. All right, Chip. Well, Chip, till uh, next, next, or well, tomorrow, I guess. Have a good evening. Sounds good. You too. All right, bud. See you. Thanks.
Now, now the shenanigans get to begin. This is the fun part. <laughs> what? So I, I was gone all week. And got home late Saturday night from being at a deal in, in Washington. And I think you had an arc that you guys built over the weekend. Because I think, like, when I was looking at Twitter, the whole time I was gone, I live in Scott's Bluff, and they're talking like seven inches, nine inches, five inches of rain. That all fell pretty much on Saturday, I think. So, um, what'd you have down at your house in, in Sydney? Um, we had like two and a half inches over the course of a couple of days. Yeah. What about you? I think we had, I would say, probably two and a half. For the whole duration yeah that the rain that we had up there was very spot i mean it was like you had to be it was pretty isolated because i at my house in town there it, i don't think i probably got close to what you guys did a couple inches nothing much but it was fun nonetheless from what it sounds like so what uh what else has been going on traveled went uh went back to the homeland this weekend and nice yeah yeah the uh yeah, just like you're saying, you know, the the planting window is like, it don't matter if it's one day, everybody gets done. Well, I don't <laughs> you know. know. People get wound up about that, don't they? And here Chip was talking like South Dakota planted almost half the crop in, in, a, in a week. Yeah. You know? In a week. In a week. So, I mean, here they are. I don't, I don't know why them, every year I hear the same thing. Oh, my God, the sky's falling because this, that, and the other thing when it comes to planting. And in about three days, they had a... Uh, you know, it just goes from nothing to everything almost done. So mm-hmm. I don't know. I'll take it with a grain of salt anymore. So planning technology is quite amazing. So if you guys, I know you were held up planting before the mm-hmm. rain, and now we got all this other rain. Are you guys still behind, or are you guys rolling? Um, we still have a couple hundred acres left to do, and um, they got five inches of rain on those fields. Oh, nice. So it'll be, it'll be a little while before it dries up. Um, so we've kind of switched gears and moved on to cow things and we're AIing cows and getting ready to ship everything to summer grass, final summer grass. So artificial intelligence. Nice. <laughs> I wish it, that was the case. <laughs> a little, oh, a little romance deal cows. Like, you know, weekend, huh? <laughs> All right, cool. All right. So, Hey is, I mean, guys are, would have been cutting hay in a lot of places because if there wouldn't have been the rain that came through. So hay is a very hot topic right now. Mm-hmm. We got a lot of baler action. We got a lot of swather action. We got a lot of, you know, we even looked at even some bell movers and stuff like that have been kind of coming across the desk. So what are you seeing happening in in the hay tool market? Let's, let's, let's start with balers and work into winter over here. But what do you see happening with balers and, and where's that where's that conversation headed with the guys you talk with? Not much with balers. Um, pretty good wind rower action mm-hmm. starting to percolate you know kind of in the 50 to 100 range by far the the hot spot not so much on the older cheaper stuff and not so much on the you know new w260 with full right. full guidance and all that kind of in that middle 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 ballpark yeah you covered for me last week. There's some Baylor activity that's been kind of popping around a little bit. What did you see last week as far as as Baylor activity goes, and what have you noticed 
as far as, as uh, evaluations as they ramped up over the last two, three weeks? Um, we haven't necessarily seen anything ramp up crazy yet. It's still been a little bit quiet. Um, guys haven't necessarily been trading in balers, but they've been, we've been selling some balers. You know, we've right. been selling a lot of the, the new balers. John Deere came out with a new baler this year. Um, and it just amazed me how quick that took off. Um, so there's a lot of those that are hitting the lots and getting through the shop and getting to the field for the first time. Um, but it's been a little bit quiet here just because I think guys are still trying to get done planning and then the weather um obviously that came up this weekend is going to slow everybody down for just a little bit here um but it's about to probably get kind of crazy yeah that's that is the one thing I will say about the plan you know we just a little bit ago here we were talking about the planning window and how it doesn't really matter anymore it, it matters when you start looking at they get behind on planning and then all of a sudden it runs into other things tillage and it's just then then all of a sudden then it's a free-for-all and if the month goes by before you actually have get a chance to have a really good conversation with any any of these farmers that we deal with or ranchers for that even you know they have a a, a cattle and a farming operation so it's it's a balancing act yeah it is a big balancing act but so let's talk about that new baler that came out and that bale accumulator that you can get with it that's pretty badass. That uh, is. I'm not gonna lie to you. I'm not. I mean, it's, you would think it's 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 no. takes three bales, three round bales, puts them on this at the back of a back of the baler, and it dumps them out at the same time. So you, instead of having three, you know, bales kind of strung out throughout the field, you got three bales in a in a in a pretty concise area. So it, it wraps up your your loading time. So instead of having to chase down one bale every so often, you got three bales and three bales and three bales. So it can go pretty fast. You would talk to a customer down in was it Sterling mm-hmm. and what did he say that it ramped his time up um he was guessing that it probably saves him a quarter to a third of his time right just based on yeah. going out and getting bales um yep. because he can go out and get three at a time right there and he doesn't have to stop every you know whatever it is 30 feet yeah. far 15 to 20 minutes every hour that you're out working just that's that's mm-hmm. that adds up pretty oh, yeah. yeah definitely Absolutely. so yeah so all right so let's talk about some Take a look at the round balers in. So round baler market for us um, is a is a pretty big market out here. We have a lot of production hay out here um, in this area, um, as well as other folks do too. So I am I'm kind of bullish on the hay market right now because of the drought that's down in mm-hmm. down south. A lot of stuff headed that way to Oklahoma, Texas, Kansas, and those areas where there wasn't a lot of of uh, winter fallow with the wheat harvest with the wheat the way it is. And with that being said, they you know they're planting alfalfa in to dry into dry areas and I don't know what that's how that's going to work out how many cuts off how they're actually going to get this year and if, if there's no rain there's no prairie hay so prairie the prairie hay is going to be down too so I feel pretty confident that our hay our hay guys in our area and in north of here and um really even even east of here over in the eastern Nebraska and and in that area, there should be some pretty good play in round balers what do you what do you think Aaron yeah I would I would think so there's you know, other than the the uh, wheat belt, southern half of the wheat belt, that's so god awful dry. A lot of other places are pretty wet. Either good to wet, yeah, um, and getting some heat units with it, and you know, it's it is mind blowing to see. You know, as as a guy travels around to think, a couple weeks ago this was you know brown and sitting there nothing happening and now the shit's waist high yeah. <laughs> you know yeah. just bam yep it didn't take very long i mean go ahead 
So I think I think I think hay in general will be probably a little bit up. Right. It, it, in my opinion, the the country's so big, and especially you know even if you just take Western Corn Belt, Wheat Belt, whatever, there's it's such a big area that there'll be a pocket, you right. know, a pocket here, a pocket there, and it don't take long to eat through a bunch of round balers mm-hmm. um budget priced windrowers you know that kind of thing in in those pockets even if where you specifically are is pretty dry yeah um they they just never seem to hay is never hay equipment and for us it's pretty much windrowers and round balers it's never it never gets too bleak or too rosy right you know it's 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 one of the more Pretty level yeah even keel things we do yeah so yeah i think um kind of on the same lines as aaron is it always seems to be pretty strong in our area it's just some years are stronger than others and where we're positioned at here uh, we're so close to the front range and there's da- a lot of dairies there um that drives a lot of the price here yeah. locally um it really does and even you know you talk about the drought down south but even here there's a lot of guys that haven't even put their cows on grass yet right. they've been feeding them for an extended period of time because of how cold our april was and yeah. you know so that you know is cutting into their hay supplies as well so i think there's i mean the demand is like i said i think it's just gonna get kind of crazy here probably in the near term i don't know if it's gonna last throughout the year necessarily but it's going to be pretty crazy here after this first cutting to see kind of how everything shakes out and to see kind of how our summer's going to play out for moisture and all that yeah. type and, of good stuff too. And that's just it, you know, driving through the sand hills yesterday coming home, there's everything is just green as a gourd, water sitting everywhere, but it's that tall because mm-hmm. right? it was 50 all of April. Right. <laughs> you know? Yeah, well, it's going to have plenty of time. Where it was 70 up. and then it snowed three days later. Oh, like, oh, okay. hold on, we're getting there. Yeah, this week is supposed to be, I think, in the 80s, pretty much like all low week, 80s all week, week long. All week. And we'll probably get a blizzard on Sunday. Probably. But, so don't, don't get too comfortable. It is folks. still May. It is. Still a good chance of nine inches of snow. Yeah. <laughs> God damn. Um, a lot of guys have been calling us, our sales guys anyway, I've, I've noticed here lately that we've had four or five guys looking for some of those older uh, you know, kind of hard to believe that they're they're older now, but like forty nine ninety five. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. you know what I mean. Real hot rig right now. You know what I mean? Because that's yep. again, like to your point, that fifty to seventy thousand dollars something. You know, there's plenty of guys looking for those, looking at those, and um, mostly rotary head. You know, they want the rotary head, but they don't want to spend like you said, hundred and fifty thousand bucks to get right. a, to get yep. that new one out there. So, or even even a hundred and fifteen thousand bucks. You know, they're they're really looking for that two thousand hour. 1500 hour yeah something well and that's where you know we're we have sold in the last six months a boatload of w235s w260s um kind of the redheaded stepchild right now is the r450 isn't it right yeah because your new guy is gonna buy new it is what it is Mm -hmm. you're and 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 in hay you don't really have that middle yeah, of the realm guy there's not a middle you know? layer. Yeah. yeah yeah there's there's well we're still using a double kosh bar mower so we'll get a 49.95 <laughs> right. 
And this guy buys a new W235, and your R450 sits there and goes, I'm a hell of a buy, but there's nobody to buy me. Mm-hmm. You know, and I've noticed that in different pockets of the wholesale world right now that that thing is just kind of tough. Yeah. You know? Yeah. They had, uh, what was that, in 2010, 11? I don't know, it would have been when the S's came out. But remember how in combines, how you had either you're jumping from like a 50 series and buying like a one-year-old 9770 or an S-series, then you were skipping everything in the middle. Right. You remember that? Right. Yeah. Remember oh, yeah. that was? God, that was, that was so goddamn frustrating. Well, that, yeah. You are you were in yeah. 11, 12. You were $7 corner. Right. The guy's like, I got a 50 series. I think I'm just going to go from this back then, you know, $75,000 combine all the way up to a, I'm like, I'm going to just drop the 250 on this one. <laughs> right. That makes sense, doesn't it? Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, there was there was a period there where an old seventy or sixty, yeah, you could have put free on it, and I just no, guys walked past like, it. Then you started looking at your washout cycle and stuff like that, and all that, all of a sudden it was just like, all right, we're gonna wash out to three because we're gonna skip these middle five series of combines to get down to this. Oh this yeah. down here, so it was crazy. It was nuts. What are you seeing out there, Gina? When you as far as as the wind roller action goes, I, it's kind of the same as Aaron, like everything that Aaron said, you know, it seems like there's the guy who wants to buy a newer machine because they want the guidance and all that kind of good stuff. And, um, or there's the guy who, you know, just needs a little bit newer of a machine, but doesn't want to spend a whole lot of money. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, that goes into the nature of your hate customer as well. Right. Um, yeah, pretty much everything that Aaron said, you know, yeah. it's definitely, there's no middle, there's not a lot of middle ground there. It's either, you know, way, one extreme to the other. Right. Yeah. It's, and there is plenty of of uh of that you know what i mean there's no it's a it's kind of a feast or famine business you know when hay prices are good it's good mm-hmm. and when hay prices are bad it's it's bad more than normal you know what i mean it's like that the ripple effect across that that whole hay economy is very drastic when it comes to the way that works so what else are you seeing out there, Aaron? So combines have got to be coming in right now. they got to yeah. be getting hot. Yeah, combines are starting to perk up quite a bit. Talked to a lot of guys last week on combines. Um, just they're they're still they're they're getting warmer, getting warmer, but they're not popping just yet. Right. Um, I think in the next ten days there'll be quite a bit. Um, I think it'll really start taking off because I know. About half the guys I've talked to have been from Oklahoma, mm-hmm. you know, and that's kind of their time frame is 10 days. So when that starts popping there and it flows north, you know, it's kind of the, here we go. Right. So. What is, uh, what's the sweet spot? What are the guys, what have the guys you've been talking to, what are they looking for? Oh, man. A little bit of everything. Um, I would say probably the bulk would be. Um, the 500 to 1,000 hour, 14, 15 year, uh, 670, 680. Yeah. Okay. Gina, what do you see in the combine front? It's been pretty quiet on the combine front so yeah, far. It has been. Um, Un- really quiet. Uncharacteristically quiet with, mm-hmm. with the valuations that I've been seeing come through. I've looked at more tillage pieces. 
I was going to bring up tillage. You know what I mean? <laughs> I mean, I've looked at way more tillage this early in the year than I probably ever have. Mm-hmm. I think you're looking at it because it's late. I Well, late. I think... It's late. It's not that... Or it's not... You're not looking at tillage early. You're looking at tillage late, I think, is what you're doing. Because I don't... There's, I, there's a lot of, lot of area within our AOR that is not planted. Mm-hmm. Case in point. Yeah. Right. No, yeah, I think you're you're. There's a point to that, but I don't. The volume of of stuff that I'm looking at now is not. Usually, I don't start really seeing a lot of tillage stuff come through until like midsummer. You know, to your point where they've used it. Now they're going to see if they want to upgrade it or not. Time for discs or bearings or whatever it is you got to do to that to that to recondition that thing. I usually don't start seeing a bunch of tillage stuff come through till like late June, July. Right, because guys are guys are looking at next year. Right, that's what I'm saying is I think a lot of that guys are looking at right now. Okay, I see what you're saying. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Because they've got some time. On it's their late for this year. Right. Not looking ahead for next year. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. That's what I meant. I think sense. too. Part you're of me. You're supposed to read my mind. Yeah. <laughs> I think too is. Um, there are a lot of guys that have been behind on planting and, um, you know, those guys that are still tilling summer follow here. Um, there's a lot of green summer follow or there's a lot of yeah. weeds growing that haven't been able to be tended to just because of what's been happening here. So I think here in the near term in our area, definitely that tillage equipment, it, it might come back into play. Guys might want to upgrade or, or, you know, buy something extra just to keep up with what they have because... Yeah. Not many farmers like looking, driving by their fields and seeing green weeds growing up in it. So, <laughs> yeah, well, I saw something on Twitter, I think it might have been two weeks ago. Some guy on there was being a smart ass and said something along the lines of like hashtag till 18, right. just getting started, <laughs> right? And starting to work the field made me laugh a little bit. But so, I think I don't know, I think there's probably going to be this is kind of like this last year where everything kind of happened all at once, mm-hmm. you know, planning with some lag lag time there um and then you had um right in the tillage right in the harvest i mean it was just like one boom 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 all the way down the line right in the next thing so um you know guys here still sugar beets pretty much done corns in you're getting planted anyway you know they didn't get rained out and then right after that we were looking at at edible beans and soybeans and those kind of things so it'll be uh another sprint to the to the finish line like usual so all right, open topic time. Throw something out there and see what sticks. There you go. All right, Finn, so what do you got? Give me a topic. Huh? Give me a topic. What do you got? Well, when you put me on the spot like that, I don't know. All right. Who, was it you or her, who brought it up what? on the text message the other day? She what? did. I did. Heston Stackhands. Stackhands. Since, since we're on the topic of hay. All right. <laughs> Go. And John Deere. Okay. Why? It, it, that would have been a hell of a good what if. You know? Okay. Well, maybe not. Because the the what... Not. It probably wouldn't have. Because the, the end of that era, the tail of that era saw the beginning of the 4900, 4800, I believe it was, back in the day. Mm-hmm. Do it. Back in the day. Back in the day. <laughs> <laughs> the four by four replaced the stack. Okay. Pretty much. You know. But the stack is pretty badass. 
Roger. My dad still has some sitting in the tree row, so <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of them. There's, There's a, a lot, lot of them. them things around. Yeah, there know? is. And it was, I mean, that was you didn't drive the countryside and not see loaves of hay sitting on the side of the field, you know? Oh yeah. But case in point too, everybody kind of grew their own hay. The hay market hadn't evolved into what it what what it is today, you know. Right. There weren't jockeying as much hay around i think there was a lot of producers that they raised hay they used it themselves for their winter for their cows or whatever um whereas now there's people that produce hay solely to sell it yeah um where there i don't there's some of that but it's not quite as prevalent as how it is today probably which has obviously been driven by the fact that four by four bales can be Mm -hmm. loaded on a truck and shipped anywhere Mm -hmm. so um I think that's definitely probably what kind of killed that market. That'd been cool as shit though, trying to put loaves on a on a semi. You know what? And strap that shit down. So my dad has uh, a um, he calls it a stack mover truck, right? Because that's what it does. It's a, it's chains and but now he uses it to haul round bales. He right. Got no stacks out there, but that's what it, we moved him on. Oh yeah. And it was crazy. We had it. when times. I was a kid. We had a ten Heston, which is. The 30 Heston was the most popular. Mm-hmm. It was the intermediate size. And then they made a 10, which was kind of the little mom and pop size, you know. Because a 30, for your for your stack movers, a 30 was a pull-type, you know, bed of chains like a, well, like your truck. Like mm-hmm. a hay monster? Huh? Like a hay monster? What the hell's a hay monster? You know what a hay monster is? I don't. Holy crap. Okay, so it's like... So think of it like this. Think of like a 53-foot trailer mm-hmm. on, you know, running gears the whole nine yards and just picking up little square balers, little square bales. And it's got a little snap that comes down and rides along the ground. And then you go along and it picks up the little round baler. And, comes like, and then there's guys in the back. It's got a chain-driven deal on the bottom. And the guys in the back grab it and stack it. So you have to manually stack it? Yeah. Where the hell is that thing made at? I don't know. But I worked on one for two summers. Really? Yeah. Not as cool as a stinger. No, stingers are awesome. <laughs> well, not as cool as a New Holland bale wagon, for that matter. Sure, you, yeah. Nobody's stacking by hand on a New Holland. Yeah. So think about this. So this is this is the, this right here. This is your this is the the hay monster, right? And then this would be like the little snout thing on the front, right. and it comes along and it picks up the round bale, and it's got a little chute, and it goes along like this. The bell's there, and it and it uh, it's got chains in it and little, with little hooks on it. And it grabs the hay bale and it runs it up and runs it back there. And then there's three or four or two guys or however many in the back. And they stack it up. And you stack it up, I don't know, four or five high. And then you drive it to the hay barn. And you put the raise up the snoot like this. And then you somebody up in the, in the loft. And you drop it on the conveyor and it runs it up there. And you stack it in there and you go back to the field and do it again. So the same arm that you're picking them up off the ground with yeah. is the same arm that carries them into the hay loft? Yeah. Are you shitting me? Yeah, that's badass. I've oh. never seen such a thing. I've, I, can, I can't believe this. I can't believe it. We're gonna have to I fucking haven't either, so. I'm going to yes. have to exercise my uh, doctorate in Google tonight. <laughs> I that, that's crazy. No, it's, it's, and it was, it was, you know, I got paid 10 cents a bell to do that. And then I found a job that paid twice as much and worked <laughs> half as much. And I thought, hey, <laughs> this, doesn't, this doesn't take too long to figure out what the uh, better of the, uh, of the two things are. I used to love that. Granted, given my gargantuan size as a high school kid, right, I was everybody's designated. Hey, we got some hay to haul. Yeah, I got that. See, I, I was kind of thinking. So I always had. Um, I worked for one fella that had the hay monster, 
and then I worked for a couple other guys that just did, you know, they had like the, the, the bell picker upper thing that you hooked on the side of the trailer. You ever seen those? And it grabs a little square baler and it runs it through and pops it up, pop up, pop up a loader. Mm-hmm. And you grab it and do that. The hay monster thing was, was a lot better um, from an efficiency standpoint because you could drive it however fast you could drive that thing through without busting bales. You, you got it, right? Now, what sucked about that was you had to do a lot more work because that machine was a lot more fast, was a lot more efficient. Mm-hmm. The belt, the pop-up loader thing was like, oh man, it's just, you know, we used to do a thing because we were safe, safety first out there was our, was our big thing. We would we'd put the tractor in low and have it start like just creeping across the field, picking them up, and then me and another buddy would would throw them up there to another. So me and another guy would be on the ground, throwing them up there, and there'd be the, the pop up loader be popping them up, plus what we were throwing up there, and then there'd be two guys up there stacking as fast as we could. Because that guy paid us by the hour, not by the bail. So obviously, we, because we were kids that didn't, you know, never really understood that we thought that <laughs> since we were getting paid by the bail somehow that. You know, we could work slower and then pay by the hour. We needed to work harder. I didn't quite figure that one out, but but yeah. So that was. I can't believe you've never seen a hay monster. I haven't. I've been around a new idea bale loader, which is I think what you're describing with your pop up. Yeah. Let's see if we get here. It's probably not connected to the internet for some reason right now. We'll get it figured out here. Okay. So what? So what you do? Like, did you guys do little square bales? Yeah, we did. So, well, we did Heston stacks, round bales, square bales. So did you have? Let's see. I bet. I bet it doesn't even like. See what I was getting at with the, with the with the, hey monster. <laughs> I guarantee you that's a Casey Seymour made up name for it. <laughs> that's what they said, man. I mean, I'm just. I was just some big kid from the from the city that. They well, said, you know, hey, you get that, 10 cents a bale. That's that's right, but people also call them loafers. You know, a Heston loafer. Well, that's not what it's called. It's a Heston stack hand. You know what I mean? But anyway, what I was getting at, the 30 was the most popular size of Heston. Okay. And the, the stack mover for that was a pull type, you know, chain bed deal, single axle. Right. Okay. We had a 10 which was half about half the size of a 30 and it just had a little like a three-point deal like your three-point bell fork you know that you move around bells with right. only it had a boatload of tines on it and little gauge wheels and it was hydraulic that you'd slide under there and move and then if you had a heston 60 that was a big ass stack mover that's and that's kind of what so many of them are made today yet, like the, is it called a Kramer or is it made by Kramer? Those green, great big stack movers, they're still making them in South Dakota because so many guys still use those today to pick up their hay pile. You yeah. know, like when you see three round bales on the bottom, then two, then one, they'll take them back into the, back up to the pile and load that baby right on up. Man, I know what I'm talking about. See, like, oh, like what? I just missed it. Like that. That's like a. Okay, this thing here. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Okay, so that deal right there, pretty, pretty much, close, pretty close to it, because I see how the little hook things in it. Uh -huh. We gotta remember this thing was like, it was, 
it was as big as like a like a two and a half ton truck, you know what I'm talking right. about? Right. But didn't have a cab or nothing. Like there's like a little box the guy drove in and then he stacked the hay bales all the way around it. It was self propelled even? Self propelled, yeah. It was all oh, self shit. Yeah. Let's see here. Type in self propelled small square bale mover. <clears throat> so People are going to view this and go, what in the hell? I just watched a Google search. That's like my kids watch all these YouTubers. They watch, they watch YouTubers just do shit. Sure, it wasn't that. No. They, you kind of described that New Holland, but... No, I see. But people don't ride on that New Holland because it does it all. It's... Hell, no, I wouldn't even like that. Is that it? What? No. That little deal. Oh, that might. Nope. Well, it's homemade. Because <laughs> what you're describing is homemade. It looked very similar to this thing right here. I'm not lying to you. But, okay, so there's your sh pickup chute right there. But this, like, none of this was back here. Huh. Yeah, but what you described, you push that, you use that same arm to put them in the barn. Yeah, I know. That's why I say it was pretty close. This might be it right here. Like that thing right there. Pretty close to that deal. Oh, God. Hey, monster! Oh my God, it? it's a real thing. Yeah, there it is. That's it. United Manufacturers. Hey, monster. That's it, right there. <laughs> That's it. So yeah, so I spent two summers on that thing, and that chute goes up there, picks it up, and then it raises up, and then it's got a, the one we had had an extender to come from the bottom, so you could get up into the chute, into the hay loft. It was, uh, it's probably I got to admit, things. I'm kind of damn blown away right now. I had no idea such a thing existed. <laughs> we stumped the encyclopedia. Well, you did. <laughs> you stick around with me long enough, and you learn a thing or two. The absolute city boy who doesn't know shit about farm machinery stumped the tractor geek. I know. I know. Well, Have well, one well. of them. Of yeah, course that's you do. what. That's right there. You know, I don't. My dad does. Hey, monster. I didn't realize there was an actual, like, it is. Go to that other picture. Which one? This one? Yeah. That says it's a Kent A monster. Yeah. Dude, that's it. That's exactly what I did right there. Just two on along. Yep. And then there's <clears throat> this goes around there and it picks them up. Just like that. See so watching. Get some. God damn it, slow down! <laughs> that's it. Now that takes all the fun out of it. See, that's why the difference in our world when we talk about yeah. doing farm chores for a football workout, oh God, here you go. you're not yeah. lifting them up and picking them, you're just stacking them. You see, what you do then, you get the whole thing full like that, and then you fill the snout up with three or four bells or however many hugs. Well, that was not. It's a lot bigger. It's a lot longer than that. So yeah. So, that said, Kent, like Kent. I don't. Kent I don't, Tillage. I don't remember the. I don't remember what. Damn. What, 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 what was, I got to so. find some old antique literature on that deal. Yeah. Well, <laughs> hey, you know. Stick around me long enough, Aaron, you learn a thing. I can't. I'm. I'm flabbergasted. So. <laughs> Easy. We're we're cooking on all cylinders right now. Yes, we are. Yeah, so, yeah, so it's one old summer or two old summers. I, I did that. 
with the with the hay thing, and then we would have uh, just like an he had like an elevator thing or a conveyor thing that was just about. <laughs> well, they just can't stop helping themselves. They want everyone to see this hay monster. Well, this is a big deal. I guess so. I can't even believe it. Um. So anyway, then we'd have the you know you'd have the giant stack of hay someplace underneath the tarp out of place, and they would have the big conveyor thing come through and set that up and load semi trucks as they came through. Hmm. Blows me away. I stuck more than one hay hook in my thigh. I never used a hay hook. I'd use one hay hook to pick it up with and then like that. I would grab it front and lift it up on the leg and then get some. Just like that. It's one guy I worked for. He'd always do the, uh, you couldn't couldn't have a hay bale unless it weighed 110 pounds. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. No need. Not not 100, not 105, (laughs) not not 95, 110. Had to be. Dialed in tight. Then when that when every then he used uh, wire, not wire. He twine. used twine. And when the twine broke, it was like someone put a fucking stick of dynamite inside that thing. Oh and, yeah, uh, yeah. We had there's some guys back home that are world renowned for the heaviest asinine bales ever. They could make like a three hundred pound straw square bale. Yeah. That you can't even pick up by the twine because it's so tight. Yeah, it's so tight you can't get your fingers under it, and God forbid one break. So that one summer I did that, they, we, the guy's like, all right, we got to go do 300 acres of straw. I'm like, okay. Everyone with me, they're like, oh, thank God, straw. And I'm like, why? He goes, you'll see. We get out you there. You do two of them. <laughs> I got out there and I, you know, I had my, okay, the, the hay monster thing was rolling and I had my one hay hook going and I'm, I grabbed one, I grab it, go like this, and I lift it up. And when I lifted it up, I threw it off the <laughs> Because <laughs> it weighed, it was a 50 pound bale, you know, right. what I mean? instead of it being a, 110 pound bell you know so I grab it it goes off and of course the guy that had the hay monster him and it was me his boy and a couple others and this guy was like 80 and his boy was was like five years older than me so i was 15 at the time the guy was like 20 so i don't know how what happened <laughs> how how that guy was 80 and he was 20 <laughs> holy crap very very virile way into a uh, late age girl boy but but uh he knew how to say two words, pretty pretty good, and both of them were foul. And and he knew he knew damn good and well what uh, your nickname was all summer. But he forgot what your name was by the time the summer was over. But, but yeah, no good times, good times. We we had to pick ours up by hand off the ground. Yep. The but that was always fun because it'd always be the littlest guy up there stacking because uh-huh. he couldn't throw them as high. Yeah. You know, as everybody as us bigger guys. Mm-hmm. So you always grab a good heavy one. And just really give it your all right at him mm-hmm. and just <laughs> more than one time I knocked a guy off they never like landed on the ground they'd always kind of soften their blow by grabbing at strings yeah. on the way down but yeah that was always fun yeah that and so when you being that did you work the inside the barn ever like inside the loft yeah okay I fell through like a six stack oh. up to my chest and I couldn't get my feet in, into anything to where I could climb out. I was stuck in there for like 30 minutes trying to get out. And I finally got, and I couldn't like, like do like a dip, you know, to right. get, get myself out. Because I would push down my hands. But then when I was like, I was in the worst possible spot you could be in. My body fell through a crack. And then my hands, because of where my body was positioned at, was I could only position myself in between bales to get up. 
I thought I was going to die in there. I was like this close to panicking. Well, you didn't have them stacked right if you fell that far through. Well, I think I tie him in, man. I fell in. I fell through there because the guy before me was was stacking them in there, and he got hot. You know, I can't imagine why. You know, probably one hundred ninety-seven thousand degrees inside that loft. But I can't imagine why he got hot. But his uh, his ties towards the end got to be pretty pretty loose. So I was like, ugh, <coughs> fell through. And the bells were just kept coming. I'm like, hold on a second. <laughs> we can't. We got to go. It's going to rain. <laughs> oh, shit. Good times. I miss those times. Good times. I really do. Yeah. Then I, I traded in my my uh, hay hooks for a pair of uh, shorts and flip-flops and pumped gas at the marina. Way better. Way better deal. Way better deal. Better. Way better scenery, number one. Way better scenery. Oh, well, that's probably true. I got, <laughs> I got paid twice as much to work half as hard. I wouldn't even say half as hard. That's not even half as hard. It was. You'd have to. We got five bucks. What are you guys doing? Golly, you're supposed to be out boating, not getting gas right now. <laughs> Good times. Oh. Good times. All right, what else you guys got? Any more topics you want to throw out there? Well, I don't know. We are way off the reservation. <laughs> went, went way off. Way off. Way off. Way off. Way off. We could talk about Ric Flair if you wanted to, but and do some old school WCW wrestling talk, but I'd say that for another day, I think. I don't, and I don't know that much about WCW. I was a big WWF guy, so see, I watched it all. It was, it was. I'm not a bit surprised. I was a big fan. I was a big fan. I'm sure you grew up watching wrestling, didn't you? That's the only thing that was on TV. <laughs> see, I was gonna say with our three channels, we only had wrestling like yeah. once every six months on a Did you Saturday get Friday night? night. The Friday night wrestling? No. You didn't Friday. You didn't watch Friday night wrestling? We didn't have Friday night wrestling. We had three channels. Well, that's what I'm saying. And back when it was like one of like ABC, CBS, any one of those. NBC had it like one Saturday every three months before after the news before Saturday Night Live. Right. So that was I, it. When I was a kid. We had uh That's when I got the Hulk. <laughs> Dude, I used to have a Hulk Hogan waist set. And my grandma got it. My grandma got it for me for Christmas one year. And it had it was like twenty five pounds. You know, it was right. like the little the little round bar about so big, like a two inch dowel rod. Right. And I had I don't know what I had, like a the plastic sand filled weights. No, no, they were they were metal weights, but they were like I can't remember, it was like a maybe like a twenty five, a five twenty five, ten and a five maybe or something like that. It might have been seventy total pounds. But you had a cassette tape, and you put the cassette tape in, and Hulk Hogan was your personal trainer. <laughs> and it was awesome. Because he was like, all right, brother, if you guys want to get 26-inch pythons, you know, like, and all that stuff. He's like, no, eat, eat your vitamins. And I was like, this is great. I had the Hulkamania headband. You know? Oh, my. And I was sitting there. I was in. I'd be in my room, fat, pudgy kid, just jacking the bar, basically, you know. And I was like, this is going to be grim. I have 26-inch pythons by summer. And... I'm way short of that, but it was it was good times. Oh, but anyway, shit. where I was going with that was on um, Saturday mornings. I used to do, used to be a little league bowler. Yeah, yeah, it's quite it's quite the little bowler as a as a youngster, right? But during the I can't remember when it was like springtime or whatever. I think is when it was. But anyway, Saturday mornings, and I'd go in and I would sprint home because I could catch the last fifteen minutes. Of the, I don't remember what it was called, but it was like all the red. They had a cartoon. Yeah. And it was like Rowdy Rowdy Piper. And, Ru- Piper and, was like yeah. enemies with Hogan yeah. in the cartoon. And Mr. Absolutely. Fuji was always running around trying to yeah. jack things up. And Iron Sheik. Iron Sheik was in there. Andre. And I would always run. I was like, this is so 
Yeah, I'm gonna get her. Get her. It had like a really rocking, yeah. rocking soundtrack every yes. week. It was, oh, it was yeah. awesome. So I was like, I gotta get home to get the last 15 minutes. And I told my dad, I was like, Dad, I really want to quit wrestling or quit uh, bowling. He's like, Why? I was like, Well, can we just leave early? Can we just skip the last game? Because whatever name that cartoon was on. And I, I, miss, I, miss, I miss the first half of it. If I could get the second, all of it together, that'd be great. Or could we go early? I was like, let's go early and I'll get that first game done, that last game done first. And then I, we'd be done and I could go right in to, to the wrestling. <laughs> he was like, no. no <laughs> it's not going to work like that. <coughs> so, yeah. Kids these time. days will never yeah. understand. Wow. No. So I was, I was like, so close to just throwing away my bowling career altogether so I could watch. And look where it got you. Look where yeah. it got me, man. Use a good thing and throw it away. You know, I mean, I wouldn't be where I'm at today without all the 105 pin games that I bowled <laughs> as a youngster. <laughs> oh, man. Right on. All right. Well, I think we've more than ruined this podcast. So we have. It's yes. We exhausted her. I feel like we can stop now. All right. Gina. Yeah. If people want to connect with you on the social media inside the interwebs, how would they do that? <laughs> uh, you can find me, Regina Nargis, at Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Right on. Mr. Fennel. At Aaron Fennel on Twitter or myself, 308-760-1193. And you can find me at Moving Iron LLC on in- Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. You can also go to Moving Iron LLC where you can find past and present episodes of the Moving Iron podcast. Um, also, if you're interested in going to, uh, if you're a dealer and you want to go to a really awesome dealer convention, fantastical, fantabulous in Las Vegas, Nevada, there's information on there as well. Check that out. Um, so I think we've covered everything. Nothing I think that we've left out. So until next time, I'm Casey Seymour. Regina Nargis. I'm Aaron Fennell. Let's go move some iron. Out.